Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Waveville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. Still a little grey outside at the moment, but let's hope it clears up for your Sunday afternoon. Plenty happening in the sports world and on SENSA 1629 Sunday trackside coming up straight after the Bungie and Bretster show. Then we're off to see, uh, to listen to the A-League for the Adelaide and Perth game, the T20 doubleheader, Pakistan, the Netherlands at 4.30, followed by South Africa and India as well. But great to have Adelaide United finally getting back to their home ground and of course it's been reconfigured and renovated as well uh, Brett Maher and uh, it's cost a little bit of money but it looks fantastic 53 mil um, I'm really looking really looking forward to seeing uh, what they've done with 53 mil uh, all word is that it, it's fantastic that it looks great and um, I guess the man to speak to about it is is on the line so uh, welcome to the show Carl hi how you going yeah, good, thank you. We're just talking about the new stadium, the renovations. You guys finally getting to come back after three games on the road. Uh, what can fans look forward to seeing at, at the new venue? Yeah, I think the atmosphere is, um, with the roof on the other side, is going to um, make the atmosphere even better. And with the, the new LED lighting and the screens and the, the new replay screens as well, it's going to be a, um, a good environment for the supporters to watch. I heard uh, during the week, Carl, that um, Craig Goodwin came out and talked about the fact that, uh, uh, you know, having the um, uh, returning back to Highmark Stadium and having, you know, uh, the ability with the new the uh, the new grandstand, but just to be able to build that Fort Hindmarsh again is something that, um, you know, you guys were able to do last year. But getting support behind, first game back at home, it's important to get off to a great start. Most definitely, you know, um, I, I, no matter what sport you play around the world, um, the home in court or home ground advantage is um, is critical. You know, if you want to have success and go on and play finals, um, so you got to make sure you get as many home games as you can and, and make sure you win them. Although we haven't been getting all the wins that we're, we've been wanting, uh, you must be happy with the effort levels uh, that the guys are showing. They're certainly giving 100% when they're out there. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, we've played some good stuff. We just haven't rewarded ourselves with um, scoring the goals. Um, but the boys uh, have the belief and they'll keep working hard and, and keep, um, you know, following the, our instructions and uh, eventually it will turn for us. Carl, you scored in Wellington. You scored twice in Sydney. So you're able to get goals. Getting the ball in the back of the net is important. But do you change the way you approach a game? We often hear managers or coaches talking about play for a draw on the road, play for a win at home. So will you be more aggressive here now you're back at Coopers? Can we hope to see more goals today? Um, yeah, we take the same um, mentality into every game that we want to win and we go out there to win. Um, but as I say, you know, when you're at home, you, the fans just give you that little bit of extra help. Um, so, you know, we'll, we have the same game plan today as we have um, in the previous three games, and that's, you know, to go out and attack and, and score goals.
And speaking of scoring goals, one thing that caught my eye was Harry van der Sarg scoring against his old team, Sydney, last week, and he didn't want to celebrate against his old, uh, his former side. Personally, I didn't like the look of that. I don't know if you have an opinion on it. If you're if you're playing with a team and they want to celebrate you scoring a goal, I think it's okay to celebrate against the team that you've scored, that you've played with in the past. Yeah, most definitely. I think, as you say, it's so hard to score a goal and you want to make sure you, when you do score, you want to celebrate your teammates because um, you work hard to get goals. Um, but, you know, Harry, you know, he's, he's spent a long time at Sydney. He was a youth player there and went through the ranks and they gave him his first opportunity. So I can understand the respect that he was just showing to his old club. And playing against Perth, uh, they've had a fairly similar start. This will be their fourth game on the run as well, on the on the road. Uh, what's going to be uh, some of the big keys to, to beating them? Yeah, look, they, um, they get a lot of numbers behind the ball when they defend and they're quite aggressive and quick on the on their transition. So um, it's important when we have the ball that we, you know, don't try to force it too much and, and keep possession of the ball and, and keep trying to... Um, um, create some opportunities and, and spaces in their in their backline because at times you know they defend with five, six, seven, seven numbers in their backline. Hey, uh, Carl, just wanted to change the tact a little bit, but uh, this week celebrating Indigenous Football Week, uh, your partnership with John Moriarty Foundation, um, and you know obviously you got some great history, but having uh, someone like Travis Dodd leading that is is um, is great for the club. Yeah, most definitely. You know we've. You know, John, you know, he even had spent time in South Australia when he was a footballer a long time ago. Um, and as you said, you know, Travis Dodd was a great um, leader of the Indigenous people. And, you know, we had, we've had we had Freddie Aegis that's come through the club as well. So the club has a, a good connection and it's important that we celebrate um, these times. How's the club looking injury-wise at the moment? Obviously, Nick Ansel's um, got to be close to coming back. Yeah, look, Nick's been back now, um, full training with the group for the last two weeks. And, you know, um, we've got to remember he's on the return from a long-term injury. You know, stabbed his Achilles last year. So, um, you know, I've spoke to Nick and he needs a good four or five weeks of full training before I will, you know, throw him into the, into the team. And, Carl, just before we let you go, the big news this week was the fact that Perth have uh, no longer, or well, they parted ways with Bruno Fornaroli, who's been such a great goal scorer in the A-League. Is he someone that would be on Adelaide United's radar? Do you have any interest in him coming to play here? Yeah, look, um, Bruno, uh, you know, his um, record speaks for itself. He scores, scores a lot of goals in the A-League. He's one of the best strikers in the league. Um, so there'd be, I reckon every club in the A-League would, would be very keen to sign him. But I would, I would, I'm dead. It must be out. Oh, we're just losing you there, Carl. But uh, look, we appreciate your time. Good luck today against Perth. Uh, guys. Carl Viet, coach of Adelaide United there. And you can listen to his game against uh, the Adelaide United game against Perth here on SENSA from 1.30. Uh, look, uh, Bruno Fornaroli to Adelaide. That sounds interesting. We broke up there a bit, but I think he said he's coming. <laughs> I think he said you can lock it in, basically. <laughs> oh, look, and I'll go back to your point earlier, Brett. So they've actually played some decent footy, uh, but haven't been able to get the win last week, that two-all draw against tough conditions. 
and probably similar conditions to what they're going to face today. Blustery, windy, might even be a little bit of rain coming. It looks like it's it hasn't actually reached Adelaide yet, but it's coming. So um, yeah, if, it'd be nice to be able to get uh, get on the front foot at, at Fort Adelaide, as Craig Goodwin was talking about, and create that environment that. You know, you've been to a lot of games down there, and it's such a such great. a great place to watch. Yeah, you know, it's that that atmosphere that creates, and I reckon that new grandstand with the roof on top of it is actually going to, you know, get get that. Um, what what is it? You know, when you get a basketball breast, so when you hear that noise, and it's re- it, particularly when you're on the court. And I remember going watching uh, a lot of the games there, and obviously rugby games too. Back when Adelaide Rams were playing, creates such a great atmosphere at Highmarsh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I look forward to it. And we heard uh, Goodwin through the week saying that he wants it to be a fortress there, as all teams want their home ground to be. And we hope that we can turn Cooper Stadium into that. I think for everyone in Adelaide, worth getting down there and having a look at the new stadium, have a look at the team, um, because as the coach has said, they're given 100% effort. The goals are going to come. The wins are going to come. So get behind our team. And I think for the six or 7,000 people who were going to fit into that new grandstand today, they'll be happy about the roof being there mm. in case the heavens open. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. It's uh, And, of course, we've got the Women's World Cup games to be played there as well. Just before we leave our football segment or soccer segment, depending on where you want to talk about it, the Socceroos made a statement this week about... Catter's human rights and decriminalising same-sex and LGBTI community, etc. It was a powerful statement, um, but it has drawn some criticism about the team, whether they should, in fact, have made the statement, whether, in fact, they should just boycott the World Cup and not go there. Any thoughts? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm personally (laughs) a bit over the LGBTQ. Add add any other letters you want to add to it. that's my view. <laughs> well, I, to be honest, I looked at it and thought, I don't know whether uh, it's great for these for the team and the, the individuals to have to make their stand if that's what they want, but it's a little bit rude to be criticising another country and then going there. Mm. Oh, I don't know whether that could have been handled a little bit better. You set yourself up for uh, criticism coming back the own way. Australia has its own issues, which we've already spoken about today. Bungie's been quite powerful about that. and. And I just wondered if it was um, if that's something that should have been. I don't know if the timing was great, and I know there has been some criticism uh, from certain sections of the media and other people suggesting that perhaps if they didn't want to go, if they want to make a statement, make the most powerful statement, and that is boycott the event. But then you think that uh, if you do boycott the event, do you rob Australian fans of seeing your team at the World Cup? And is that should you be someone else suffering because? There are people suffering, and you know that's the sort of the area that it gets into. So, um, interesting state of affairs. And I think you can still make your stand, but I don't think you have to boycott. As you said, there's a lot of people wanting, a lot of build-up involved. There's a lot of people sponsors. There's a lot of people that are watching and want to watch. I think you can still make a stand while you're there and still participate. Um, you can make a stand on several different levels. And I, I don't think a boycott is necessarily the right answer. I think going over there and, and making a stand and making your view felt while you're over there could potentially be a lot more powerful than you just saying, oh, I'm not coming and keeping your toys in your own sandbox. I think go over there and you can cause trouble while you're over there if you, for all you want. Well, but. other teams are, um, are preparing to wear a strip that has, uh, you know, reflections of their thoughts on it. So that's going to well, be Well, I think that's going to be seen by a lot more people as well than you just saying you're not coming. Like, the more you, you're out there, 
you're getting to show your viewpoint. I think that's a, a bigger stance than just not going. Have they, have they consulted with um, FIFA over it at all? Is there, is that no, not no. that I'm aware of. So they've just could have come out on their own bat and, and yeah. made that. So, yeah, interesting that yeah it should be like challenging the. I think challenging the actual um, organisation, like challenging FIFA, if that's how you feel about it, would be a good way to start, I think, and to take your, you know, your issues to them. And, to, you know, if you're looking for, um, you know, better support, um, and they, I didn't read where they were talking about um, better treatment of migrant workers as well. That's yes. That's people uh, of that. So, yeah, I think there's, oh, I haven't really looked into it and much of it, but, there's a, there's obviously a way to go about it, and um, you know hopefully yeah they can uh, have a bit of an impact. But um, it's it's a difficult space, Brettster. It sure is, and of course uh, the the World Cup from FIFA is going to start here on SEN November 21 is the first broadcast. So looking forward to that. We need to take a break for the news headlines here on the Bungie and Brettster show. More right after this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.